Hello and welcome to this, the fifth Film Hub NI podcast, the podcast for Northern Ireland independent cinema. I'm as ever joined by Sarah Gunn-Smith, marketing and audiences officer for the Film Hub. Hello, Sarah. Hello. This week, we're going to be hearing from Laura O'Connor about the forthcoming Wanda Feminist Film Festival, and we'll be talking to Kate Hunter-Cannon about the Film Audience Network new release titles and the upcoming release of Utoya. We'll also have the usual roundup of upcoming titles that the brilliant members of Film Hub and I are showing in the next couple of weeks. As ever, you can find all details of the screenings at our dazzling website, filmhubni.org. So, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, what is Wanda Feminist Film Festival, and why, more importantly, is it needed? Um, so, Wanda Feminist Film Festival was set up um, last year by myself and Rose Baker, who is mm-hmm. a programmer um, at the Belfast Film Festival. Indeed. She's also currently in London, stu- London, London. Holiday studi- or working? Or? <laughs> no, she's studying her MA Excellent. in uh, film programming in Birkbeck. So um, we set up Wanda last year um, because we both have an interest in telling women's stories, mm-hmm. uh, seeing women's stories on screen and seeing uh films made by women um, and I suppose we saw the need for this um, as a specialist festival or mm. event um, so we came together last year um, and kind of with just an idea um, and um, yeah and we, we got it off, off the ground uh, with loads and loads of help mm-hmm. um, but luckily we you know we kind of have built up good connections over the years um, and so it was yeah it was really really good yeah um, I mean the the first night uh, we were at the Strand I think wasn't it yeah and it was I, I was amazed by the, the response to it yes and how so you know so many film lovers and people who work in film and so on had, had come together so the, the, obviously it is hitting a need or a you know, something that people think lacks in in cinema? Yeah, well, last year the opening film was called Wanda mm-hmm. um, and it was a film made in 1970 by Barbara Loden mm-hmm. and Barbara Loden had written, directed and was the star of the film. Um, and so we kind of mo- used this uh, as the title of the festival because the ethos of the film kind of is, you know, it mm. goes forward into the festival. Um, we want stories about women made by women um, showing that there's kind of there, there's women working in all these departments. Um, and yeah, last year, the opening night was amazing. Um, you know, we used the Strand and um, it was it was a packed house and it was a mm. film that people hadn't heard of or hadn't yeah, seen. Of and course, so, yeah. um, and I think it had quite an impact. You know, people keep still talk about it mm. uh, when, when we when I meet them. So, um, yeah, it was. And I mean, that's the thing as well. This, this film was made in the 1970s mm. and it, it hasn't really been seen. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot mm. of, um, you know, cinema made by women over the years that just doesn't get shown mm-hmm. um, and you know when we think when we think about classics it's never generally it's yeah, you know yeah. it's, it's your, always Steven it's, Spielberg or your, yeah, yeah, yeah or your your Hollywood cinema mm-hmm. um, so which is you know your classic stories and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of um, obvious who the protagonist is going to be and mm-hmm. who uh, who's going to be picking up all the slack. And probably... Well, I think that's that's very true. I mean, watching Wanda, uh, I mean, it was, it, it's it's a tough watch. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it wasn't, but at the same time, what was interesting about it was it was a very very different uh, kind of narrative about women and about America and and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it did fit within that kind of. Uh, American 1970s feeling it had that feeling to it but at the same time it was it was the focus of the story was all about her 
mm-hmm. and her choices and the difficulties and the pressures and things like that. So it was it was, yeah. it was very different. And she also like I mean in the film Wanda. Um, she makes a decision to leave her family, um, her children and her mm. husband, and she doesn't have a plan. Um, she just knows that this is not what is for her. And I mean, seeing that on screen is massive because you mm. don't normally see a woman making something like a decision like that. Mm. Um, and I mean, she goes on to kind of uh, end up down and out. But um, it doesn't work out well. It yeah, doesn't work out well. But um, yeah, it's gritty and it's tough. Mm. It's a really tough watch and it's uncomfortable. And I mean... What there's nothing wrong with that as well, you know. No, um, in cinema, I think people should be challenged to a point. So, yeah, that's that was um, a good start. It was well, yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a sign of things to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. fair enough. Uh, so this is the second year of the festival, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned, and well done on getting it to a second year. It's Thank brilliant you. news. Um, and we've you've just mentioned there a bit about the response of the opening night and stuff over the whole um, couple of days that you were on the festival. What was the um, response of the audiences and obviously after feeding mm-hmm. back and stuff? Yeah, we we had a really really great response. Um, and you know we have people coming to every event um and so um it was you know it was really great to see that um i think people really value the being able to go to a cinema and see films that mm-hmm. they would know about um or not know about um but just being able to go and see that and i mean we had um a variety of different types of events last year at the festival so we had um you know we had a live read of dirty dancing mm-hmm. um in the american bar on friday night and we raised money uh, for abortion support network for mm-hmm. that and this year again we're doing similar um to raise to raise funds i mean even showing something like dirty dancing we're talking about dirty dancing you know everybody talks about the love story nobody talks about the abortion and so yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of bringing for these things that uh, that come in um and you know we had a shorts program and we also had um we had a discussion with margot harkin and mm-hmm. Anne uh Crilly who set up the dairy film and television uh, collective mm-hmm. um in the 80s and you know made some amazing films um and we show pat murphy's mave um and just having those people you know the, those people are here and available and and, yeah. and made such an impact and, and you know should be celebrated and should be talked about um, so this year we again we're kind of we've got a focus on um films that are made in America but also you know we're kind of we're showing films from um kind of non-western mainstream cinema mm. um and we're also showing local northern ireland focused um and ireland focused films as well mm. so kind of trying to bring together kind of issues um, that, mm. are, that affect people globally and locally. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of support from Film Festival when you first started up mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that they obviously do a lot of is, is developing audiences and, and sort of um, showing new and interesting work from around the world. Um, who else did you get support from in terms of, um, I mean, obviously we supported the festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks for that. And we're, yeah. very proud to, <laughs> we're very proud to be doing so again this year as well. Yeah. Both the interesting festival, but also because we believe festivals give a focus uh, to your need. So if there's lots of activity and things like that, very often it's a, a festival can allow uh, networks of like-minded people to to group and to to engage and to network, so so it's very useful. But in in terms of this year, come on, um, yeah, well yourselves obviously again, mm-hmm. and I mean we couldn't have done it without you last year, and we couldn't have done it without Belfast Film Festival last year. I mean, we were really lucky. Um, Rose works for the Belfast Film Festival, mm-hmm. and 
So we had an insider, uh, <laughs> and they're so generous there, you know. Um, everyone they they ran our box office, and Stephen gave advice on films, and Michelle mm. gave advice on, um, you know, the running, and uh, Mary and Victoria helped mm. us with our box office. I mean, it's a it's a it's a family in there, and mm. they're they're just so generous uh, with everything. Um, and yourselves, um, like just invaluable. Like we just wouldn't be able to do it. Um, last year we did get money from Ulster University. Um, as I was studying as a PhD student yeah. there. Um, and then we were supported by Alliance for Choice mm-hmm. as well. And this year, funding-wise, it's mainly Film Hub and we're still getting support from Belfast Film Festival mm-hmm. um, and we're hoping to to get a bit more money uh, from a couple of different places. Um, so it's we're, it's shoestring. Yeah, it's it can be all, very tough. Yeah, yeah. It's all voluntary work. Myself mm-hmm. and Rose work voluntarily all the time for mm-hmm. this. So, um, But it's a passion project and we don't mm-hmm. mind. Um, and I think, you know, as it, it's it's the difficult second album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you said that yourself the other yeah, day, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the follow. Like, I think the first year, you know, you have a, load of, a lot of momentum and, and energy and, and, energy and build up. And this year, I mean, we're based in different countries. Mm-hmm. So uh, even just that in itself is quite difficult. Um, but we make it work. Um, mm. And... Um, yeah, it can well, be really testing. Um, but, well, I think you know. audiences respond to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about the program this year and the venues you're using, mm-hmm. and also the dates are probably quite important. To the people. dates are important. <laughs> the dates it's getting close. Um, the Theo opening night is on the first of November, Thursday night. Um, so it's just kind of at the uh, following the QFT fifty celebrations, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, uh, so kind of keep it going but we so the the opening night um we're doing a screening in um, accidental theater and um, they've had a really nice kind of big space on shaftesbury there, square in shaftesbury mm-hmm. square that's the one and um, and we're showing persepolis yeah um so it's kind of a classic mm. uh naughty's uh animation um about a girl growing up in iran and mm-hmm. kind of dealing with the politics and her own personal identity at the time mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's a it's a super film um so we well, yeah that's uh the thursday night um and other venues we're using we we're really grateful that the qfd have been so supportive as well and um, mm. so they're putting on a lot of our films for us um and helping us out with that um so we are showing on Saturday night, um, again, showing the support with Alliance for Choice. We're mm-hmm. showing a film called Obvious Child and Gillian Robespierre um, that was made in 2014. Um, it's an abortion story, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a comedy as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's a black comedy, but it's it's uh, it's good. And um, Emma Campbell from Alliance for Choice is going to speak before that and right, talk okay. about abortion on screen mm-hmm. um, and talk about, you know, kind of situation at the minute with the South getting the eighth repealed mm-hmm. and kind of the situation in the North. So, you know, we bring some politics into it um, because that's kind of our our bag as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it has to, it, ha- it, it you know, these films have our conversation starters um, mm-hmm. and I think that's what they should be, you know, obviously entertainment as mm. well. But do you um, see film as playing a role in that, in, uh, that? That film is very much a conversation starter or a... An engaged, it's an engaged art form. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, as well, an artist, mm-hmm. I feel like I, um, in my own, you know, in my own time, mm-hmm. <laughs> my own practice, you know, I, I, I feel like art and film has a duty in a way. Well, not always, but there mm-hmm. is, there is, I mean, we live in kind of testing times and I think that, um, 
you know, it's kind of hard to ignore that. Mm. So we should be kind of trying to question things and finding different ways. It doesn't always have to be like a film that you leave crying from, but just bringing up conversations Mm -hmm. and kind of engaging people. I think it's about engagement. Mm. and and that's what cinemas cinema can do. I mean, it's emotive, mm. and it you know whatever it brings out, it brings out. Um, it's it's it, it gets you talking. It should get mm. you talking about something. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we should talk about women on the screen, which is we um, we're joining forces with you to mm-hmm. develop a mentoring and sort of development program for young women who want to get involved in film programming in the film industry, but specifically exhibition. Um, and uh, we're going to be launching it as part of Wanda, which we're very delighted about. So uh, you've really um, taken the ball and run with this. So mm-hmm. can you give us some of the details for the launch? Yeah, obviously, this is your kind of the Film Hubs programme that mm. you're launching. Um, and so kind of to get that off the ground, we invited four uh, programmers from different mm. backgrounds um, to come and speak. So um, we're inviting 30, 30 young women to come mm-hmm. um, and attend uh at Accidental Theatre. I think the time is three o'clock on the Saturday, <laughs> but that'll all be on the website and the mm. programme and everywhere. Yeah, they'll get nailed down later on. Yeah, but. I think it's three o'clock. So we've invited Roshan Garrity from Gaze mm-hmm. uh, in Dublin, Gaze Festival in Dublin, uh, Carla Helian, who founded the Dublin Feminist Film Festival, mm-hmm. um, Alice Butler from uh, Artist and Experimental Moving Image Ireland, um, and Sophie Brown from, she uh, Sophie writes for programs from London Film Festival but mm-hmm. she specialised in documentaries. So That's a fantastic would, lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I think the good thing about the this um, panel and also Susan Picken is going mm-hmm. to chair it for us. Oh great. So, uh, Susan Picken was the uh, ex of the QFT. Ex QFT yeah. programmer mm-hmm. uh, our head of we thought that this kind of um, so we're going to have a panel and then there's going to be breakouts mm-hmm. uh, of smaller groups um, so we're going to ask people to kind of let, give us a little blurb on why why they you know they're attending and what's their kind of um, their area of specialism and what they what want to look at. So because um, so we have like the LGBT with the Roisin from Gaze mm-hmm. and then we have Carla from Dumb Feminist Film Festival mm-hmm. and then we've got the documentary side with Sophie and then mm-hmm. we've got the kind of experimental and artist moving image side mm-hmm. um, with Alice. So yeah. um, it's kind of covering a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we will have people who are interested in different areas mm-hmm. um, of, of exhibition um, so we can pair them up and they can ask questions in maybe smaller groups mm-hmm. um, rather than the pressure of um, of a big group. And that's going to be in Accidental Theatre in their book bar Great, okay. um, upstairs. Um, mm-hmm. And then for Following that, uh, we have a networking event in the QFT. Lovely. So there'd be drinks and nibbles. For excellent, all. excellent. And, uh, high quality nibbles. Oh, high quality. Oh, absolutely. And following that, then the screening for Obvious Child would happen after that. Mm-hmm. So that everybody would be invited to attend okay. that after. Um, yeah, I mean, I think our long term plans for this is that it will it will be something that will work over two or three years mm-hmm. um, and that uh, it will develop. Sort of a long-term career approach for for people who are interested in it, with various different entry levels. Um, but there will be money that will come uh, that will support screenings, um, so people will be able to kind of work with mentors and then also screen and test their ideas mm-hmm. for audiences yeah. and develop that out. I think to a certain extent this is a, a semi-pilot project in this first year uh, to see what the level of engagement are. But what we're very keen on is that. Um, is that young women feel that there's there's an entry level and that there's a support, support network for ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's I mean, uh, we all know that the film industry has recognised much more so than it had done that the position of, of women within it is scant and, and uh, you know, there are a few 
sort of famous success stories, but basically we're, that we're not working hard enough to get people to to enter the enter the industry at a entry yeah. level. Yeah. So that's what uh, women are on the screen will hopefully uh, yeah. engage with. Yeah, you know? and I mean everybody, you know, it's we're hoping that you know the people who are who join up for this are kind of you know have different interests and you know mm-hmm. it, it doesn't you know it's not to say that you can't just screen Hollywood movies if you want to um, but nothing uh, wrong with that at all absolutely mm-hmm. yeah so it's just getting people interested and and I think like knowing about access mm. you know with Film Hub like have, knowing that there's access to some funds there or mm-hmm. knowing that like you can be supported by someone like the QFT to do mm-hmm. a screen or to be mentored by somebody mm-hmm. who will give you advice mm-hmm. you know I mean again we just wouldn't have been able to do that if mm-hmm. we didn't have our own mentors and we've been lucky enough to have the in mm-hmm. but if you don't have the in where's the access so I think yeah. that this will really encourage young women to, mm-hmm. to get involved and yeah. know that those avenues exist you and know? we're really hoping that um, it It'll be young women outside Belfast. I mean, people who don't necessarily attend the launch, yeah. you know, the, 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 we will be recruiting outside the launch as well. But it's um, in the sense that, you know, uh, places like Derry, but rural areas as mm-hmm. well, um, people who are interested in engaging with film out there as well. Absolutely. And yeah, you're right. It's not it's not just about political film. It's not just about feminist film either. Yeah. But it's about trying to represent all the different tastes of, of cinema. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. We're really looking forward to it. Yes, we are. We Especially are. the nibbles. Yep. <laughs> um, You're paying for it, yeah. <laughs> um, what are your particular highlights? Uh, last year's programme was very ambitious. There was all sorts of different things going on. And what are, things are you really looking forward to this year? I'm really looking forward to it happening. <laughs> <laughs> Stress levels are high. Getting it all together. But no, um, I'm really looking forward to our clothing film, um, Rafiki. Mm-hmm. Um because it's caused a lot of controversy, and I don't necessarily think it need it, it's a film that's controversial. It's yeah. just it's um it's a film made in Kenya, uh, and um it's a le- lesbian love story, um, and so it's been banned in Kenya for promoting, uh, queer gay alternative lifestyles. Right? Yeah, but they have let it screen for seven days because seven days is the amount of time it has to screen to be eligible for an Academy nomination. So. <laughs> They've had a found a loophole somewhere where they can screen it for seven days right. and that gives it an in. But then apart from that, it's not been screened. Right. Kindly, Ruth McCarthy has um, mm-hmm. agreed to talk. Um, Ruth runs Outburst mm-hmm. Square mm-hmm. Art Festival um, and she's going to speak a little at the start of the event because I think that, um, you know, the politics of um, same-sex marriage and equal equal rights in Northern Ireland, um, you know, is not far away either. So mm. I think, yeah. the, you know, this is it's a it's an important film for a lot of things. I mean, it's got an amazing soundtrack and it's beautiful as well. Mm. So, um, and it, in itself, it's a great film. Um, but it's surrounded by all of these politics, and I think that, you know, it's really important to kind of address that and in relation to the politics around us at the minute. That's one to watch out for. Then um, I was going to ask you slightly about plans for. Uh, next year's festival but I think when you're in the middle of it sometimes and you're just trying to get it out the door mm-hmm. uh, it can be difficult to think about what's coming down the line so will you come back and tell us about your plans is, what's this the, has third, been a what's the third album is that difficult as well or is the third that, album I think yeah. the third album is where or you start experimenting with acoustic oh, and right, maybe okay. adding strings and things you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah cowbell adding. more cowbell more cowbell next year um, tell us about how people can find out about the festival Laura. okay um, so we have a website wandabelfast.com um, we also have a Facebook page, which is just at Wanda Belfast. Um, we have an Instagram, which is Wanda Film. Uh, we're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We will have programs around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and in arts centres and schools Great. and um, we're going to try and contact some school groups as well see mm-hmm. if they want to attend um, so yeah we're social media uh, you're on it we're if you type it in it's going to come up we're there yeah okay. um, yeah so that's you'll find us there well, thank Brilliant. you very much, Laura. Um, thanks for your time coming in today. Good luck with the festival. Thanks. Uh, we'll see you during it, and we hope that many of our listeners will be there too. Yeah. Following on from an open call to distributors and filmmakers and industry figures, the Film Audience Network, of which we are a part, has announced the first four films it's going to support as part of its strategy to support challenging, creatively accomplished new releases. Um, Kate Hunter Cannon has joined us today um, and she's recently been appointed by Film Hub Southwest to work on audience development for these titles. Hello, Kate. Hi, how are you? Thank you for coming in. Um, what are the first four titles? Yes. First question. <laughs> <laughs> so first film um, is Utoya. Um, and then we have Shoplifters coming mm-hmm. out. Um, then Burning and mm-hmm. Happy as Lazaro, they're the four films that'll be being released over the next year or so. So Atoya is the first film, and uh, it's the, the so it, its full title is Atoya July the 22nd, is that right? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, 22 yeah. Utoya. Yeah, that's, or, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, um, so the, uh, it's about the events that happened on Utoya Island mm-hmm. in, in uh, what, four or five years ago uh, with the killing. So it's, uh, it's really quite a challenging film. Yes, very um, much so, yeah. Anything in particular that stands out about it? Obviously the subject matter. But. Yeah, I mean, I think... Especially how the film is done as well. Mm. Um, so the duration of the attack was 72 minutes and mm. they've done a single take to reflect that. Right, okay, okay. Um, which is obviously makes it a very um, difficult and intense mm-hmm. film then to watch. Mm. Um, and I think what stands out for me was how it's actually a fictional character within the events. Oh, right, okay. Um, so it follows a girl, Kaya, who's trying to find her sister um, mm. once everything sort of starts, um, which I, I think is quite sensitive um, mm. for something that's so, you know, it, it wasn't, like you said, it was only a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's quite a sensitive way of portraying the events because it's not really, you know, it's allowing... The victims of the events mm-hmm. to retain their um like anonymity yeah mm-hmm. um but still getting the message out there and tr- telling the story mm-hmm. because um so the director eric pop he had extensive interviews with victims and families mm-hmm. um of the victims mm-hmm. um after the events and um you know they've said themselves that everything that was happening you know things that people have said that was drawing on their experiences um and what they felt and what they were saying at mm-hmm. the time. So I think it is really, um, and the fact that it was, you know, the, the single take, it just mm. feels like an eternity watching it. Yeah, um, sure, yeah. So really, is a really powerful film. Mm-hmm. So with a, with a challenging film like this, who is the target audience, do you think, for this sort of film? Yeah, I think it's really important that young people see the film. Um, obviously it was... Um, the events happened at a political camp, mm-hmm. um, so it was the Young Labour in Norway, and uh, it was just a camp aimed at people who were interested in politics and getting yeah. them interested and involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, with 
people who are interested in politics now. I think mm. that's just yeah. really relevant to them because this is how important it is to be involved in politics. Mm. Um, you know, how... Um, there were better. Um, yeah. Um, Someone like Brevik. Yeah, he was sort of. It's just. It's really. It's a hard film to talk about. Yeah, no, um, I'm sure it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that is interesting about it. I mean, Paul Greengrass has brought out another version yes, of the film, yeah. which is slightly different. It's done very differently. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. Anders Brevik, he is actually. Someone, he, yeah, someone yeah. is cast to play him. Right. Okay. Um, and it really follows the lead up you know, from his perspective, mm-hmm. the lead up and mm-hmm. which is completely different to Utoya where mm. he, you know, he's not even named in the film. Right, okay. He's referred to as the attacker, which I think is probably a bit more sensitive, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I suppose um, so, yeah. And probably it just depends on how you see, how you think that um, events should be portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's done very differently, the film, um, the Paul Greengrass, the new film, but mm-hmm obviously conveys the same message that it's really important that people know about this yeah. um, especially young people views can turn into to horrible events to violence, like yeah. this yeah I think yeah I mean I think what's interesting as well is that I mean, this is symptomatic of the kind of films that the Film Audience Network want to support is mm-hmm. that Greengrass is a very well-known director mm-hmm. who has a long history of kind of developing Bloody Sunday and all these kind of different films that he's done Drama doc, I think he calls it, or something. He has yeah. some ter- term for this kind of approach to filmmaking. But a Norwegian film, a brings in the feeling of Norway to it, and the, and the kind of thing. But also that idea of a seventy-two minute single take is experimental, and it's a very, very different way. And will and will give you a very yeah. different experience of engaging with something like this happening. You know, and also yeah. the Greengrass film is in English, and Utah has mm. obviously got subtitles. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the sort of difference there. Well, I was going to ask you: Do you think people with Netflix and with like you know the success of Scandi drama and all these kind of things, do you think people are becoming more relaxed about subtitles? Young audiences are becoming more relaxed about subtitles. Yeah, it's certainly hmm. um, especially with a lot of Netflix originals. Um, they are sort of foreign-made yeah. films and mm-hmm. like Scandinavian, like you said. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it's good to try and encourage people mm. to read subtitles because a lot mm. of people, you know, like my. Like I'm trying to think of even my mom or mm-hmm. my gran would oh don't want to so much effort to read subtitles yeah, yeah, yeah um which you know I think when you actually sit down and watch the film it's not really mm-hmm. um it doesn't detract from the film yeah it can you, add to it sometimes because yeah, you understand it more yeah, yeah. and mm. I think it feels more authentic mm. obviously because yeah. it's happening obviously the events would have been spoken in Norwegian yeah, Norwegian and so, yeah. yeah they wouldn't have spoken English in court um so I think it's just um. Yeah, it's important to capture Outside how. Other yeah, it's more authentic. Yeah, mm, no, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I I don't know how the Green Grass one has done on Netflix. I don't think it yes. got a cinema release. I haven't usual. seen it. Mm. I do. I'm hoping to see it myself mm. um, well, in the next it, couple of days, just on... to get two different perspectives of mm. how, you know. And it's it's still so soon after, it so is, it's yeah. quite ambitious to make. And well, that's... I was going to ask. I mean, it's something. You know, we talk about in Northern Irish society about young people and how they understand something like the troubles yeah, happening and things yeah. like that. And um, I wonder whether it's so easy to forget these things because they seem to come thick and fast. Mm-hmm. These these hor- horrendous events that happen around the world, you know, yeah. the school shootings that happen in America and so on and so forth. I wonder whether, do you think there's a role for film in a memorialising what happened, but also increasing our understanding of things yeah, like this? Yeah, I think that's the argument where... You know, it depends how you deal with these subjects, because mm-hmm. obviously there's the worry that by 
portraying people who perpetrate, you know, these mm-hmm. kind of acts. You wouldn't want to humanize them, really. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. Um, which I think the Paul Greengrass one. There's been a bit of discussion on mm-hmm. whether that ha- where the, that's done because it really focuses on him as a character. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't really ignore the yeah, people because well, these are the people who are doing yeah. these mm-hmm. sorts of things and. Um, you don't want to give them a platform, mm-hmm. um, for and then people to obviously who maybe have similar, similar views, views or, to yeah, maybe think that that's thing. you know you know that's um, confirming that or it's making it seem okay in mm-hmm. in their minds. So I think it's just getting the balance of that. But I think film definitely is important to memorialize mm-hmm. um, things that have happened. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of recent documentaries about things that have happened here. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. uh, We've had a number of different people who've come on over the last couple of weeks to talk about different documentaries and things like that. Um, And I think it it, it does certainly cast a light on Mm. on things if people go at it, if if people watch it with an open mind. Yes, uh, definitely. And and a certain degree of, always a certain degree of scepticism when it comes to documentaries as well. You have Mm -hmm. to be careful about why people are making things. And it is so hard to be balanced when you're Mm. coming in you know, even as an outsider or you're thinking that you're not really going to sway either yep. way, but yeah. it can happen anyway when yeah, you're making a documentary. But I think it's important for things like that to be made so that young people can see and educate mm-hmm. themselves and even people who maybe thought that they believed, you know, mm-hmm. how things happen a certain way mm-hmm. for them to maybe see and go, maybe it's good to get another perspective. Yeah, absolutely. It's all yeah. about perspective, isn't it? Yeah. So where where can where can we see it? Where can we go to see it? Yeah, so film? it's uh, going to be starting in the QFT mm-hmm. on the 26th of October. Um, so that's only a couple of weeks away. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, initially, it's on for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully um, there'll be plenty of opportunities to go and see it because it really is, it's very difficult watch. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, it's not going to be easy to go and see it in the cinema. I was lucky enough where mm. I could watch it, you know, in my own yeah, company. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how collectively people take to it. Yeah, you know? I think. Um, and how yeah. people, I mean, I've, I've been at various different, very harrowing film screenings when people walk out and they start talking to each other and talking to strangers yeah. about how they felt about it and things. I mean, I suppose that, it. Is, yeah. that is the gift of, of watching something collectively. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what are the plans for the next new release for Shoplifters? Yeah, Shoplifters. So KFT is part of the 50th programme. Mm-hmm. They have preview of that on the 25th of October so again that's a couple of weeks away Mm -hmm. so hopefully gonna have something sort of in lead up to that to Mm -hmm. promote that Um, that's just sort of in the pipeline at the moment one to watch out for look out Uh, for the website on that yes definitely Mm -hmm. and then um, with the actual run itself when that's confirmed and when that's going to be shown there'll be definitely things coming up for that so keep an eye on the website for that Lovely. Well, Kate, thank you very much thank indeed you. for coming for in today. Thank you. Uh, so. It's great. And uh, we salute your work and uh, we'll help as, as much as we can. And um, so that's Utoya on the 26th. 26th, yes. on the 26th of the QFT. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, thanks again. See thank you again you. soon. Thanks. Thank you very much, Kate. And next, we're going to have our regular roundup of upcoming events, all with a Halloween twist. Sarah Gunn Smith. Yes, it's Halloween crazy at the Ooh. Film Hub. Um, lots of our members are doing uh, some scary, spooky things. Very much so. Yeah. And I shall let you know about some of them here. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, Subterranean Film Club, our friends in Oma, mm. are screening The Lost Boys, that uh, classic, on the 26th of October at the basement in Oma Community House. I've never actually seen it, but. Everyone I'm in the world, I think, has seen I think it, maybe. It's, it's one of the few me. films that everybody's called Corey in it. All the characters They're are all, all called Corey, Corey, as far as I know. Yeah. That's my memory of watching it. I don't know, <laughs> maybe, maybe wrong. 
It's a popular one this Halloween because mm. the Picture House of Ballyclare are also going to screen that in the evening on the 27th of October. Mm. But in the afternoon, they're going to screen everyone's little favourite alien, E.T. Yeah. yeah. yeah not convinced. He's not my favourite alien, but he's <laughs> a lot of people's favourite alien. Mm. Cinemagic continue their festival and have a couple of Halloween-related things on. The 27th of October, they've got The Little Vampire, which is a lovely film from a long time ago, mm-hmm. in New Alibi's bookshop. And at the same on day, Botanic Avenue. On Botanic Avenue, mm-hmm. yep. And over at the Strand Arts Centre, they also have bed knobs and broomsticks. Hey! Yeah. Newcastle Community Cinema have... Disney Halloween. <laughs> have some treats for the little ones there. Go to screen Hotel 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 Transylvania. Hotel? Hotel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can dress up and have put a tail on. <laughs> um, and uh, they were going to have a fancy dress spooky disco. So lots of yeah. cute children dressed mm-hmm. as devils and stuff. That would be good. So that would be very good. Banterflix are on at the black box. They've moved from the uh, their usual haunt at the beanbag for this one. And they've got from dusk till dawn. Right. So that's a bit of fun on, on Halloween night on the 31st of October. Uh-huh. And up the coast, uh, Portrush Film Theatre have two screenings on the evening of the 31st of October. First of all, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton's lovely film. And The Exorcist. Yay. Yay. And uh, I'll say yay. I would say it's absolutely terrifying film. Well, I saw it last year when Mm. the Belfast Film Festival did it, the oldest used church in the Ormer Road. That's right, yeah. And it was more funny than scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's a no, it's a properly scary film. One of my favorite (laughs) stories ever uh, is about a guy who whose boss was reading it and um, uh, reading the book, um, and uh, he. He was hating it and just complaining about it all the time and said it was an evil book and all that sort of stuff. So he went to the end of the pier in Brighton and threw it off the end of the pier. So this guy hated his boss. So what he did is he went and bought another copy, put it in water, soaked it in water and put it back in the boss's drawer. <laughs> That's pretty Proper scary. That would be scary. It is, absolutely. Very yeah. scary. So all the information, as usual, is on the website, filmhubni.org. Um, and there's there's lots for everyone at Halloween. Yep. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Sarah, for that quick roundup. Yes, no check problem. out the website for all your independent cinema needs. Thank you, as ever, to our glamorous and gorgeous and slightly pedantic uh, producer, Stephen Mullen. <laughs> and uh, thanks, Sarah. And um, thanks to Laura and to Kate for coming in. We'll be back soon uh, with more exciting and interesting people from the world of independent film exhibition in Northern Ireland. But until then, goodbye and watch some films. <laughs>